brilliant question. It was about how to not dismantle every idea that you have. I think that that is the biggest death of human progress is people before they even publish something go, oh, it's a shit idea. And then they don't do anything about it. And as we've discussed a lot before, it's always because of all of the insanity in your head of some fucks that aren't even fucking important in life might think I suck. I can't have that. Look, there is a lot of people that think I suck. A lot. So many. Look, I'm only human. Sometimes it gets to me. But a lot of the time it doesn't. And I think that the reason that it doesn't is because I'm fortunate that this main thesis has been running through my mind because of self-help. It's so liberating. Here it is. Everyone's a worm, including myself. But look at you, you little grub. You probably only have the end of your tail. You went, Ooh, I want to listen to this one. Eh. Press your little space bar. Pathetic. Some might say that you're a worm, like myself. <laughs> right? Okay? You're a worm. And the reason that I think that you're a worm, and I think that everybody else is a worm, was best described by that guy who plays the word worm with cunt. You know that old guy, that old cunt that's like, you're a cunt. Everyone you know is a cunt. You're a cunt. I'm a cunt. You're all cunts. He's definitely right about it. That's the way that you get through life, which is that once you notice that, okay, there are some people that have natural skill, accepted. There are some people that have built up on their skills and they are at an elite peak level. But the difference between somebody who is an elite peak level and somebody who is just good is about that much. Yeah? And then the difference between someone who's average and good is about that much. So, like I'm saying with this, when people are always saying, how did you get born so good? Which, you know, that's just on this channel. Apart from that, it's non-stop, never-ending criticism. <laughs> but on this channel, you get a lot of people always saying that, you, oh, you just it's so good that what you do. Well, apart from the fact that I have a team behind me that are just editing all the jokes to just make them really pop out. And apart from the fact that I have researchers and all of that stuff, and they're all extremely intelligent and talented in their own right. And they're all helping collaborate with this one big project for a greater purpose. There's all of that going ahead, and that's what all motivated us, and I think it motivates us to keep going forward with the machine because you can see the direct impact that it's having on society. That's all there. But the other point is that when you look at the people, there's like even when you start reading a few books into the field of something, you'll start realising that someone like me, for instance, the difference between you and I if you're one of those people that thinks that, because I do use, and look, it's not just because I'm just sitting here and saying that people are always asking me how I'm so great. That's 90% of what I'm saying. I'm saying that the other 10% is that I used to look up to people, and I still do. I still really appreciate what they do. I'm never going to say a bad word about them and say your shit. It's just a realization that they're also a human being. They're also a human being, and so as a result, they have just done some actions more than I have. And that's why they're there, and that's why I'm here. But you can get there. 
And so I think that the whole thing that happens with everybody is that, you know, when people just say, oh, uh, you know, I, I talk myself out of things. The reason that you're talking yourself out of things is because you haven't accepted this, which is your ideas are shit. They are. I think my ideas are shit. But I think it's liberating to have that worldview. I think it really is that every time, everything that you ever think, you think could be better. And the reality of the situation is it could. It always can. Obviously, when I look back at where I started 10 years ago and where I am now, I do notice it. I definitely recognize that I had something there that a lot of other people don't have. I think I'm much more engaging than the average person. That's my Usain Bolt skill in life. But obviously, and I never really had a coach. I wish I did. But in my field of work, unless you are part of a big media conglomerate, you really don't get much guidance. It's all just been, just figure it out for yourself. I think I would have benefited from that a lot, but in lieu of that, read a lot of books in the field, and so I've improved a lot. So when I look at the product now, and I'm trying to separate myself from the fact that I have a team now around me that is just being like, this is a much better way to do it, right? Like if you just just look at your own personal performance, it's obviously improved. But like with everything, you reach one level, and then you say, oh, okay, there's another step here. And then you reach that level, and you think, that's the end. Now you think there's another step, yeah? So that's the same that's happening with you. That's the same as the fact that you are sitting there and you're talking yourself out of it and you're saying that these are all terrible ideas. Yes, they are, but just know this. The people that are ahead of you think exactly the same thing. The only difference between you and them is that they feel the fear and do it anyway. They just push through those awful feelings and look, it's not like my life is perfect. Sometimes I have my dark days. <laughs> but after a while, you, just, you don't even have time for them. After a while, you kind of just have your days of just something that like, pissed me off and you just keep moving on. Yeah? You just keep moving on. You don't want to be one of these people that gets paralyzed by, mm, that felt bad, and then you don't do anything after that. You just understand that most of the things that are happening in your brain are chemical rushes. It's just a, and it's not reality. That's just one way of being like, and a million other ways of looking at it, yeah? But it's just because that specific component of chemicals went through your brain. Now, back to what you were saying, yeah? If you are one of these people that has self-doubt, you have self-doubt for good reason. Just understand that. You should acknowledge that. And that actually is probably a lot better than these other people that are extremely deluded, which also happens. I mean, you, look, having said that, when I look at all of that stuff, there is also the self-delusion of no one else could do what I do. No one. But the reality of the situation is anyone on planet Earth could do anyone else's jobs, provided that you've got the right level of IQ. Yeah? It's just about doing those actions over and over and over again. And if you are one of these people that... Let's just say that you wanted to start writing books. You're going to have to face the rejection at some point. Get it over with now. Just do it. We were talking about this the other day. I think that the biggest death of dreams comes from group chats. Facebook group chats. People discovering that you're in a band and you didn't tell your friends. And they go, oh, look at Tegan. Tegan sucks. Such a fucking retard. Thinks that she can sing. Fuck her. Oh. And then they immediately take it down. You know, when you're in year nine, as if that doesn't resonate with half of the audience. If you are in year nine, just know, don't take it down. And the reason that you don't take it down is because the rest of them are all thinking that as well. The reason that, it's not the reason that they're doing it. 
They're just paying you out because you are shit. I, I don't want to hear any of this because I think it's just nasty mum advice of, no, 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 they're just jealous. That's all because you went out and followed your dreams. It's, I really don't think it comes from jealousy. I think it comes from, oh, what a fucking idiot. You look stupid. And it is funny. Yeah, that's fine. I think that was something that always happened as well. Like I had those group chat moments of, you fucking idiot. But the difference between me and my friends is that I didn't take it down. I just sat there, accepted that people were going to laugh at me, accepted I sucked, accepted you were trying things out and it was going to be cringy, especially in comedy. Comedy is going to be the worst. A crap band is comedy, you know? But bad comedy ain't comedy. It's just bad. And I don't care what you say. You look at any comedian that started out, they're terrible. They always are. You know when this actually started to click is I started watching this and then my big heroes, obviously, because my generation, Hamish and Andy, the Simpsons of Australia for that generation. I was listening to them and I was thinking, God damn, they're good. They're incredible. The, the repartee that they have, truly inspirational. But then I went back and listened to the first year of their podcasts. And I contrasted that with year seven. You know? It was like comparing a rat to a lion. It sucked. But over the years, obviously, they started figuring out what works and what doesn't work. But that only came through the baptism of fire have to go through that otherwise you just sit there and you intellectualize everything and you talk yourself out and everything that you do this is something that you just learn everything in life is like when you're at the beach run into the water don't tippy toe into it don't run in and out because you're going to get wet anyway and if you want the fun at the end it's best to just go have that little 10 seconds of and then get into it now this is the other thing that i think is really good when it happens is that like what you want to be doing and this is a big trick really really important trick pay attention to this and write it down you want to love that experience so in fact it's a good example miss love for instance i hate going into the pool and there's no need for me to get acquainted with it i suppose why the fuck would i need to like water i don't like it never have but he started diving in the pool and then he said because it was after the sauna right He'd jump in after the sauna, he'd feel awesome, and he'd love it. And I used to hate it because I was like, I'm nice and warm and toasty. And he was saying that the reason was, the difference in it was, that the metaphor that I came up with in my head when I was going into the water is that I was nice and warm and now I'm shivering. He, in his mind, was thinking about a hot stone that you put in water and then you see all the bubbles go. And that's a much more relaxing thought. He was kind of loving the uncomfort. He found a way to find something beautiful in the uncomfort. And that is going to propel you forward in life. If you can have some understanding, getting some kind of understanding where you find something beautiful in the uncomfort of the situation, you're going to look forward to it. You're going to see it. The way that I started doing it at the beginning was that I expected for many, many years to embarrass myself on stage, which is exactly what happened. It still happens now, but it happens less. 
the way that I got over that was by understanding, yep, okay, that was just another arrow that I was supposed to take. That was another arrow that I was supposed to take. Getting stronger. Getting stronger with it. And the other thing that happens with all of that, and I think that this is something that just happens in skill in general, just get really pensed up, you're trying really hard, really this needs to work, and then after a while you think, oh, I don't give a fuck if this works or not, and that's when it starts to happen. In fact, a lot of late-night show hosts talk about that, that the show started getting good when they didn't give a fuck if they were on air or not. You see? Anyway, I hope that was of use. And if it was of use, you know where to go. And it is of use to go there. Jordan Shanks, get yourself the extra videos. Do yourself that favor. It's cheap. It's nothing. The money is so minimal. But if you start doing that, you start getting into the habit of paying for self-help. What are you training yourself to do? You are training yourself to think that I am worth something. You are worth something. Chuck it in there. You're going to spend it on shit anyway. It costs less than a can of Coke. And a can of Coke will make you feel like ass. My videos will help you. They will. Like these ones do. Anyway, I'll see you around.